Hey, today we are going to dive into a topic that is super applicable uh, and relevant for the church planter's life and ministry. Today we're going to talk about generosity. Family, multiplication, restoration. I'm Dahadi Lewis. Join me, Noah Odom and Hayden Radden, as we come to you from Atlanta, St. Louis, and Las Vegas, as we seek to add value to your church planning journey. We'll have real-time, authentic conversations that are relevant to the life of the church planner and pastor. Join us as we hear from leaders of this movement from across North America and discover what it really takes to plant churches everywhere for everyone. Welcome to another episode of the We Are Send Network podcast. Dahadi is taking the day off, and so Hayden and I are holding it down from right. uh, St. Louis by way of Atlanta, Atlanta today, and hiding out in Las Vegas. Brother, how's the weather out there in Las Vegas? Hey, it's going great out here, but actually it's been refreshing because we had a, a quick rainstorm that has now turned into a little bit of snow, so we got these like HD mountains covered in snow. It's a good it's a good vibe out here, and just let Pastor Dahadi Lewis know we're praying for him. I know he's a big Saints fan, and mm. uh, hey, they had to say goodbye to this season, but Dahadi, we love you, man. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode. But we're leaning in today. Send yeah, we are. Podcast. Let's go. Yeah, we are. It's fa- it's funny actually. I'm every time I leave home. Uh, usually this time in January, I come down to Atlanta for different meetings uh, for Send Network, and I'm here again. And it snows while I'm gone, and I love uh, the snow. So my wife's sending me pictures, rubbing sure. it in first snow day. But hey, today sure. we are going to dive into a topic that is super applicable. Uh, and relevant for the church planter's life and ministry. Today, we're going to talk about generosity. Yeah. Generosity. Now, this is something I know, Hayden, has been on your heart. You and I have had conversations about it before, but this this concept of generosity plays a number of roles in the life of a church plant, all the way from the beginning, when they have to raise funds, to those early years where they're doing a lot of purchasing of assets to buildings and things like that, to developing a culture of growing as a church, and then eventually investing in and sending out the next season of church planters to multiply a movement. So man, let's talk today. How do we build a culture of generosity in our churches? That's a great question. How do we build a culture of generosity? I think every church planter should should lean in and Nona and I, we, we oftentimes say this, we're not the experts in these areas, but we love to just share what God's shown us through it. And I feel like for me, how do we build a culture of anything, but specifically generosity? It starts with me. It starts with modeling. It starts with me saying, okay, if I want to see generosity go forth in our, in our context, am I living that first? We say this often. It's a quote from Dahadi. You teach what you know, you reproduce who you are. And so I want to always just be checking the engine on, on, on my life and saying, God, God, am I generous? Am I living free? I love the word generous. By definition, it means to give over and above, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, we're not just talking about giving. We're talking about going over and above giving, going past the shallow end of giving, going past just enough and saying, okay, if I'm going to be generous, I'm going even above that. And that's the culture that we want to establish in our churches. So I think Culturally, it's going to start with you. It's going to move then from you onto your team. And I think that your team's going to set the standard for the culture in your church. And if your team's generous and you're generous, they're going to ultimately be contagious toward the people that they're walking with or people that are in their groups. And generosity is not going to be just this, this foreign, sticky, weird topic that 
nobody wants to step into. But in fact, it's going to be a topic that you lean into. It's something you get excited about. And that's something yeah. that we're, we're starting at Walk Church. I know for the first few years, I just, I feared, I dreaded ever talking about money. We would do a generosity thought on Sundays, but it was kind of like, let me just get there and get past it because we know that people get funny when it comes to money mm-hmm. and we don't want to, we don't want to be that church. But then I realized, you know what? Jesus talks about money more than any other subject in the new Testament. Yeah. That yeah. that's challenging right there. 16 yeah. of Jesus's parables have to do with financial stewardship. So I realized, man, I'm not living up to the standard Jesus set in his preaching style, right? Jesus yeah. is talking about these issues where your treasure is, your heart will be Matthew six. And so, yeah, how do you set a culture? I think you model it, your team models it, and then you talk about it. You preach yeah. on it unapologetically, not prosperity gospel ish, but in a way that this is what God's word teaches us. Let's live it out. Yeah. Let's, let's breathe it out. Let's talk about it. That's good. I think you, you got to model it. I mean, I, I love modeling it. I think that is, that's number yeah. one. That's the foundation. And I think we also, alongside that, we have to define it. We have that's to good. define what generosity really is for people, like tangibly. What, what does it look like and what is the essence of generosity? And I was thinking about it today and, and I came up with this definition in my mind um, really for the first time as I was thinking about generosity in this direction. It's paying forward the kind investment of God. Paying forward the kind investment of God. And I think every part of that's essential. So generosity is paying forward. It is a response. God is freely given to us, and so we freely give. We're stewards, Mm. so we're paying forward what's already been done to us. He loved us. We love others. The same thing with 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 money and resources and time and all the things we can we can invest. But it's also not just paying forward, but it's the investment. It's an investment in the things that God has invested with us. It's the parable of the talents. You know, like God came to us and said, "Hey, I've given you something to steward. I'm investing in you." But I also think about it being kindness, the kind investment. You know, one of the things about the parable of the talent that struck me today when someone was talking about it with us. We were in a, a group training. As he just said, you know, that, that wicked, slothful servant, like he, he like misdirected the character of his master. He said, mm-hmm. you're a hard man. Well, nothing in that parable tells us he's a hard man. He just wow. assumed it. And I think we often think of what God gives us. Uh, we we mis, mistake and we m- misapply the character of God. And so it's his kind investment Come we're paying on. forward. And I think when we do that, all of a sudden things change that it's not my money, it's God's money, and what does God want to do with it? Yeah, I love that thought right there. There, there we go. That's an example of Jesus wanting us to look to his word, look to his example, and ultimately, right, the greatest example is is God himself in giving yeah. us his son, that, that famous Christmas verse to us, right? a, a son is given. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, if anybody knows the heart of generosity, it's the Father. And so, yeah, I think that's a big deal for me and for us. Um, one thing that I've wanted to do in our church, in our church plant, was from the beginning model generosity by being a part of the, the kingdom, by being a part of the mission, by saying, okay, every Sunday we have a moment to have a mm. thought, a, 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 an imported spot in your planning center where you're saying, hey, I'm devoting time and energy to a generosity moment. And that's an opportunity to say, hey, here's Here's what we're given to. I love how a mentor in my life, Pastor Vance Pittman, says it. He says, when you give to our church, you give through our church. Mm, and that's, that, that's true right there, that, that if you have generosity on display, then when you give to us, you're giving through us to touch different parts of the world. I love the Annie Armstrong offering. 
with Nan. Mm-hmm. It's a great opportunity to be generous to church planning and talk about it. I love the yeah. Lottie Moon offering to talk about missions, not just locally, but globally. I love getting involved in the different missionary organizations in our city, whether that be the Women's Resource Center or Fellowship Christian Athletes or FCA, or just partnering with the middle school that we were at. When we started, we planted out of a middle school and we just said, hey, this middle school is going to be our partner and we're going to be generous here. In fact, I felt the Holy Spirit say, whatever the middle school asked for, just say yes. Let's do it. And trust the Lord for what, 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 whatever that's going to look like. And wow. God's always come through over and above. And I think there's something about generosity that in a way can even redeem the reputation of the local church in your mm-hmm. context. Wow. I don't know about you, Noah, in St. Louis, but I know in Las Vegas, a lot of people still have this idea that church is sketchy when it comes to money or they're, yeah. they're trying to get more from you. They're more of a parasite than a partner, right? They're mm-hmm. just always taken and, and, and stuff like that. And we said, man, we want to be the complete opposite. So yeah. as you're leaning in and listening to this, model that generosity. I even want to read a quick verse and I'll pass it over to you, Noah. This, is, this has become a memory verse, one of my favorite verses. It's Proverbs 11, verse 24. Proverbs eleven twenty four. it says, One gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another, another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. It's this idea that if you give freely, that's a picture of generosity. It's, it's not living with your hands clenched and your cross like this, but you're living free to give. When you're living mm-hmm. like that, Here's the proverb principle. He says, you're just going to grow richer, mm. richer in, in joy, richer in, in love, richer in generosity. Mm. But if yeah. you withhold what you should give, I know that some of us are listeners. We probably know God's calling me to give this. God's calling me to go over and above. God's calling me to at minimum tithe, right? If you withhold what you should give, he says, you're just going to always be going through life wanting. I just mm. wish I had this. How come I don't have this? I would even challenge the church planners. Listen, if you feel like you don't have enough resources right now, ask how much are you giving away already? Yeah. God says, if you live free, you're not going to suffer want. You're going to have everything you need. So I love that verse. I, I even will quote this verse. I don't love the message Bible translation. I feel like the message translation is more of like a paraphrase. I might glance at it here and there. I don't preach from it. I really don't even read in it, but I love how it says in, in Proverbs eleven twenty four in the message translation, it says the world of the generous gets larger and larger the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Mm. I want to live in this big world that I get to play at this big playground. I get to play around because I got so much to give. There's something yeah. powerful about generosity. You know what man, I'm saying? That's no? big. That's yeah, big. Man. And you talk about having a, a generosity moment or, or, you know, I'm guessing that's the yeah. time when you guys take an offering in your sure. Sunday service. I love you. always have intentional language, man. I love that. Come on. You know, we, we actually have an intentionality too. you know, yeah. at the very end, our, we set up kind of a, a silent liturgy, meaning that we have a plan for our service. We're trying to tell a story. So we sing up front. We songs of preparation, so, uh, songs of declaration. We get into the sermon, the gospels preach. We come to communion every week. And during our, our response time of communion, we also have the opportunity to give. So right next to the, the communion elements, the table of thanks, we call it, wow. which is what the Eucharist means, the table of thanks, we have the giving boxes. And we always tell people, this is for our covenant members and regular attenders who believe the gospel is worth sacrificing for. And we always tell our guests, hey, no pressure. If you want to give out of worship, by all means, but don't feel any pressure. But we say we're called biblically to give cheerfully, thoughtfully, and sacrificially as we're committed to the mission together. Right. And we're intentional about that because when we first moved to St. Louis, we lived in this apartment complex, and there was a family that had lived in St. Louis for about 20 years. They were building 
uh, renovating a house on the block, and they're staying in the apartment complex near us um, as they were getting renovated. And they they told us their church background. We're having conversations, and they said they hadn't been to church in 14 years. Come on. But their parish, their parish, they they were Catholic growing up. Their parish still sent them offering envelopes every single year, expecting them to send money because they belong to it. And I know that churches do that. You know, it's just Catholic churches, Baptist churches, Presbyterian churches, Methodist churches probably. I do that same thing. And so there's that culture of the church exists to get something from me instead wow. of instead of God exists to use us together collectively for the mission of God. God made us to for his glory. So we want to make sure and we emphasize that. Mm. At, at the same time, though, man, we don't want we don't want to overemphasize money. I, I also tell church planners, don't underemphasize it. Don't sure. hide generosity. Don't steal the blessing, the steal the opportunity for your people to obey God's word. Helpful. Um, I grew. I, I came to a church and I did some training, and, and it, it's worked for them, but it wasn't going to work for us when we planted. But they did this little thing in the back. They had a box at the back, and they just kind of mentioned as you were leaving, hey, in the back we got the joy box, and everybody would woo uh, when they heard the word joy. And um, <laughs> it was kind of nice. the, allu- the illusion to giving. Yeah. And I just started thinking, man, I want people to have a deeper understanding of their opportunity to pay forward the kind investment of God. So good. So, so make, I'd say make giving a big deal, make generosity a big deal. Um, not too big of a deal. It's yeah. not the gospel, but make it a bigger deal uh, than, than maybe you might be comfortable with, at least. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think so. I think that it, that it is. And especially in this season, too, I would add, I recognize that the pandemic has caused challenges and is 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 difficult for many of our people we get it we're hearing people oftentimes saying i've been laid off i i'm trying to get unemployment but i can't get through and all these different components and i think they're important but one thing i noticed when i recently preached on generosity and i got a lot of really good feedback on it was i preached from the text in mark chapter 12 where it's the widow and the mite she gave, right, the the half of a penny. And yeah. Jesus, he sits next to the, or he sits opposite from the offering box and he watches her. I was like, I said, man, he, Jesus likes to people watch. He's, he's here at church watching all of us and how we operate and what we're doing and what we give. And, and he's looking at generosity. I think he's looking for generosity. And the thing that I love about the, the widow is that Jesus says, he calls his disciples and he says, watch her. Let's watch her. And he goes, what's so important about her is that these people gave out of their surplus, out of their abundance. She gave out of her poverty. And not only that, she gave all she had. And Jesus is basically selling it. He goes, regardless of your circumstance, regardless of your situation, still be generous. It's not that he's not aware of our challenging times. It's not that he doesn't get it. And he doesn't say that, hey, this widow, she only has this much, he, he actually honors her generosity and her investment, even through her poverty. And so, yeah, yeah I think we want to be sensitive to the times we're in, but yeah. the people that came up to me that said, man, I've been having this victim mentality, which has kept me from giving. No, I'm pushing in. I'm yeah. going to depend on God and I'm going to trust him even in my struggle to be generous. And I, I felt like people needed to just be set free to do that. So maybe yeah. that could be a helpful tip. I, I got a, I got one resource that I wanted to share. And then Noah, maybe you might have a resource that, yeah. that could be helpful as well. I want to be as practical as I can. 
one book that changed my life in the subject of generosity. And I had our entire staff. I say that it's like seven people, right? But we all walked <laughs> through it, right? And it was a game changer for us is this little book called The Treasure Principle. It's written mm -hmm. by Pastor Randy Alcorn. It's a small book. You're, you may be like me. I need the smaller books. But this little book has the single best chapter that I'm aware of on tithing. I want to say it's chapter seven. And it just got straight to the heart of tithing. I've given it to our church. I mean, I've given it to our people. We sell it at our church. Uh, I do remember one Sunday I got up and I, and I preached on generosity. And I, and I read a quote from this book. And I said, wasn't that quote really good? And then I said, who wants this book? And I gave one away. And then I heard some moans and groans. Well, I, I secretly had like 15 under by my pulpit. And so I pulled them. I said, I got more. I want to give more away. I just want to model generosity right now, start throwing them. But I think the more we can do stuff like that too, just yeah. paints this picture. We're not here to get something from you. We want yeah. something for you. That yeah. language is helpful. So yeah, how about you, yeah. Noah? What would you say has been a helpful resource for you in, in your church? Yeah, so years ago, we bought the get, uh, the, the book uh, Money, God, or Gift. And wow. that that whole that that book was transformational for our our church That's because great. it it helped us see in a really I'm practical way, in a I'm very practical way what what giving is all about. Because I think Jesus, you already mentioned this. Jesus talks so much about giving, so much about money, because it is one of the quickest ways to create or to expose our idolatry. What are the things that we're hoping for? We're looking for. We're we're putting our joy and our our ambition in, and, and money can grab a hold of our hearts. And so, money, God, or gift. Uh, Jamie Munson, I believe, is the the author of that. Here's something else, though. I, I would say I would encourage. You know, we want to build a culture of generosity within our churches, so that people around us know that that right. is the culture when we're in a time of need. And so at our church, just recently, uh, as we went through the, the budget year, um, somebody looked at our budget, you know, as we had it approved by our membership, um, and they just said, hey, why is our benevolence so low? Like, don't, don't, we, don't we do more here as a church? And the answer was, absolutely, we do so much more. But what we don't want to do is create this anonymous benevolence category that, that only the pastors know about, and we're kind of, you know, helping people out on the side. We want that the, the help that we do as a church to be a body-wide thing. And so small right. little gifts get pulled out of that, but big needs, um, it's the church. We call our covenant members to play a role in that. Real that's cool right. story with COVID this last year is, you know, people started getting their STEMI. I, I believe that's what the, the cool kids are calling it these days. The, the STEMI. STEMI. Shout the, out the to the STEMI. The stimulant, <laughs> you know. St uh, mm -hmm. And uh, and as that's sure. coming in, people are like, I don't have a need. I kept my job. Things are rolling okay. I want to give. Wow. And so we just encouraged it, give, and we were able to stockpile a benevolence fund. So as people in our church began to lose income, we were able to bless. And like nobody in our church went without because their brothers and sisters said, hey, we've got more than enough. We're That's not going to go buy another big screen TV. We're not going to take this money and go on a vacation. We want to give it in case anyone has a need. So when you create a culture of generosity, it creates the opportunity for you to receive from that culture of generosity yeah. When you have times of need, because as we know, hide and right, seasons come and seasons go. One season, we, we're doing well. We can be super generous with money. Other seasons, we can be super generous with time, and we don't have as much money, and we cool. need the generosity of others to pour in um, when those seasons come. Because th that's what we want to hit before we are done, Heidneck. You mentioned earlier, uh, you just said, hey, isn't, isn't generosity more than just money? Tell us about that. How else can people uh, look at a culture of generosity in their church? Yeah, man. I, I, you know, I think that we sometimes use that phrase, time, talent, treasure. 
So you mentioned time, being generous with what you give as far as your time to people, especially from the lead pastor level, <clears throat> or if you're a team member, that's so, so big. I mean, people tell, people say no for me all the time and I hate it. They say, oh man, you're busy. So we didn't want to invite you. I'm like, don't say no for me. I wanted right. to come. I want to lean in. I want to be generous with my time. I want to be generous with my prayers. Jesus said this in Acts chapter 19, right? This hidden verse. And I'm sorry, Acts 20, Paul quotes Jesus. He says, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Some would argue that you're not, you're not living until you start giving, right? Mm. Like, oh, gotta, okay. Come on, bro. I'm about to, <laughs> to get excited while I do this podcast. You know, like giving of your time, giving of your prayers, giving of your best energy. And, yeah. and yes, your, your money too. We, we recently had a guy in our church just say, hey, look, when I get through this tough time, I'm going to start giving. And I said, if you're not doing it now, you're not going to do it then. Yeah. It's got to start yeah. today. Even from the beginning of our church plant, before we launched our church, we said, okay, we're going to take money and we're going to start preparing it for our next church plant. Who is it going to yeah. be? I don't know yet. Where's it going to be? I don't know yet, but we're going to start storing up money for that because if we're not doing it now, I don't believe in a couple of years from now, we're just going to start randomly. Let's, let's start today. So those are just some thoughts. And Noah, praise God for the Send Network. Praise God for Nam. Praise God for Dr. Kevin Ezel, Dahati Lewis, yourself. No, the Nam family models this principle like nobody I've ever seen. Generosity on display in our in our network in our family. So I'm and glad to be a part, man. Dude, I think the foundation of that. Like, you're right, absolutely. Yeah. Kevin and Dahati perpetuate that culture. But man, we are, are truly blessed to be a part of a family of churches. That there are thousands of churches and millions of Southern Baptists who will never meet us. That's right. But invested in the work of church church planting and planting churches in our cities, in us, through us, beyond us. And we have the opportunity as a network to pour back into that as we give Excellent. to the cooperative program, the Annie Armstrong Easter offering, as we plant churches all over the world through the IMB with Lottie Moon. But man, it, it blows my mind some days because that's my story coming into the SBC. Yeah. Is I somebody told me about the cooperative program. I said, You mean to tell me that thousands of churches give millions of dollars to plant churches all over the world? Come on. And the guy said, Well, in theory, yeah. I said, Well, sign me up for that. Because I wanna I wanna be involved in that. I wanna and so that kind of kind of culture of generosity, I think, should be perpetual. It should be contagious and then perpetual. So man, I'm thankful for all the work it. that's happened there. You know, we got a whole nother generation of leaders coming up. You guys listening to this podcast right now, pastors. Yep. They're planters, team members, spouses that are listening to this. Like, they're the leaders of tomorrow. Like, we are right now the church of today, and my dad always says it this way. He says, somebody's got to lead. It might as well be you. And there I want our go. planters to hear that. Like, I want our, our church members to hear that. Someone's got to lead in generosity. It might as well be you. Yes, and sir. If we, we want to build a culture, we got to—if we want to see a culture, we got to build a culture. Uh, Hyde, one of the things I know about you, man, is you're super generous. You're super generous with your stuff. You're super generous with your time. You're super generous with your words. Um, it's not just it's not just the uh, the stuff that you have. It's the emotion that you give. Like you're always an honoring guy. You don't step up in a pulpit uh, at someone else's church or at another event and not honor somebody. I've seen it every time. Yeah. And so I think you model generosity really, really well. Mm. And so I'd, I'd, I'd encourage I'd encourage people out there listening, um, pick up on that as you see people around you that are generous 
and and yeah. pray and ask God, make me more like that. I want to be more generous with my words. I want to be more generous. I just want to close with this. There's there's something I heard today. Dave Rhodes and Will Mancini, just amazing mm-hmm. studs using the kingdom of God. They're doing some cool stuff with uh, North American Mission Board right now, putting out a resource for pastors that's just around the corner. People are signing up for it right now. But, but they said this today in something we were talking about. They said that when we're, we're not generous. It's because there's usually one of three errors that are happening in our lives. Number one, it's insecurity, that we undervalue what God has given us. We don't think we can be generous because we undervalue what he has given us. I don't have a lot of money. I don't have a lot of words. I don't have a lot of stuff. We undervalue it. Number two, it's fear. We overvalue what we could lose, that we're afraid if I give this, if I pay forward the kind investment of God, then, then he won't be kind again or you know, all of that that goes along with it. There's fear. And then number three is misperception that we misvalue who God is. We misvalue who God is. So I think it's just a great reminder is talking about generosity. Uh, wow. Church planters, remember who your God is, That's right. who has called you, who has sent you, who is your provider. Understand the gift and the resources he's given you. He's calling you to, to give them back. And then don't ever underestimate underestimate uh, the kindness of God to continue forward in your life. If he's gotten you here, he's going to get you there. That's a good word. Amen. Well, Send Network, thank you for joining us again for another episode of the We Are Send Network podcast. As always, we'd love for you to subscribe, to share this, to pass it along to those it could be helpful with and Mm -hmm. for. If you have ideas, man, hit us back on social media. We're all on Twitter. We're all on Facebook. We're all out there. We want to hear what ideas you have. And if you want to know more about church planting with the Send Network, we'd love for you to text the words Send Network to 888-123. 888-123, or check us out at sendnetwork.com. Hayden, it's been a pleasure. Always a pleasure to hang with you, dude. Yeah, always a pleasure. Be generous and hit that subscribe button, man. That's a blessing. That's right. And until next time, we are Send Network. You have been listening to We Are Send Network, a resource of the North American Mission Board. For more information about today's podcast and other relevant resources, visit sendnetwork.com.